Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 Welcome aboard, this is Zaslow Show 2.0 Welcome! Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 27th of November. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys 800-747-3, And of course, we have so much to cover. It's a Monday. A ton happened over the weekend. It's the holiday season. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving holiday. We got the NFL, we got the NBA, we got NHL. Bet online, your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, predictions. Bet online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. Bet online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played from MMA international soccer head to bet online today remember to use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v for your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts so like i said i hope everybody had a wonderful thanksgiving holiday if if you listen to the show on friday we, we did do a show on friday even though it's a holiday it was a dolphin game day so if you interrupted your holiday you know, adventures to hang out with us. Man, I'm super appreciative of that. Yesterday, we live-streamed. We had a new episode of It's Still Real to Me. That's our wrestling podcast. So if you check that out, awesome. If you didn't, go back and listen or go back and watch. And we had a great episode yesterday because, man, pro wrestling was unbelievable this weekend. CM Punk returns. Randy Orton returns. Survivor Series was uh, a monumental event for what it means for the future of WWE. Of course, WWE Raw is going to be really great tonight. So we we had a lot to cover last night. CM Punk, you never thought it would happen. Never say never. He's back in 
in WWE. So that was a great episode yesterday. Go back and listen or go back and watch that. But now we got to get to the good stuff. I had a great weekend. Had a great Thanksgiving. Had, had family over here. Small. I hope you guys had a nice one also. And we did some stuff on, on Saturday night. We went and saw, we went to Dana Improv. We saw Jared Freed, who was excellent. I didn't know what to expect from Jared Freed. I mean, I don't know too much of his stuff, but I do know that his soon-to-be sister-in-law is our friend Ruthie Polinsky. And so I asked Ruthie, you know, like a few weeks ago, I was like, hey, you know, your, your soon-to-be brother-in-law is coming down here. And I, I, I see him on Good Morning Football. Can you, can you get me in touch with him? I'd like to get him on my show. And, and he was really good. Had him on the show. I, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. And, and went to the show on Saturday. Place was packed, by the way. I mean, it was a Jew fest. There was so many Jews. Uh, it, you know, look, Jared Freed. I mean, come on. You know, so many Boca Jews were at the show. But anyway, that's why that's my people. I felt very comfortable. So the place was packed. I didn't know what to expect, and I got to tell you, he killed. It was a great show, one of the most fun shows I've been to in a very long time. Awesome night. So the next time he's down here, I recommend seeing him, and he's got a special on Netflix. I think it's called 37 and Single. I'm going to go watch that, and I recommend you do too. He was awesome. Really, really fun show. I went to the Panther game on Friday night. Can I tell you? I'm 0-2 going to Panther games this year. The Panthers, I think, have only lost three home games this year. I think they're 7-3-0 at home. I've been to two of them. I saw them lose to Vancouver 5-3 and saw them on Friday night lose to Winnipeg 3-0. So we sat in the front in the upper deck. I got to tell you, just like I like it for the NFL, sitting in the upper deck, that that might be my new thing now for going to Panther games because that's where the value's at. You guys know I'm the Ticket Ninja. That's where the value's at for these Panther games. You could sit in the front row, even front two rows, 30 bucks a ticket on a Friday night, and the place was packed. I love that that building is packed. But the Panthers have lost back-to-back games. They're back in action tonight. They start a Canadian road trip. They're in Ottawa tonight. So, I mean, come on. You, you think I need a three-game losing streak in my life? Get the fuck out of here. Let's go. But I went to the Panther game on Friday night. Had a good time, even though I didn't play well. But I'm telling you, upper deck, you know, as long as you're in the first couple rows, I don't want to sit way up. But as long as you're in, like, the first row, which is what I like to do, that's the move, man. You see the whole ice? I love it. Anyway, so that's what I, that's what we had over the weekend. We did some stuff. Did a lot of family stuff. Had a great time. I hope you guys had a great weekend. But we're starting things off here with Friday. So the last show we did was, uh, you know, I recorded on Friday morning. And even though it was a holiday, I wanted to make sure we did a show on Friday because we got a Dolphin game. And Friday was, like, it could Friday was an amazing local sports day because you had the Canes at noon. You had the Dolphins at 3. You had the Panthers at 7.30 or or the Panthers at 8. The Heat at 7.30. Like, I know people like Zazlo, what are you going to do? You got the Heat and the Panthers. Which one goes on the big TV? And the Heat game, by the way, was a, a, an in-season tournament game. And I actually made the decision really easy for myself. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the Panther game. Like, I'm going to go to the Panther game. So that's that. And I'll, I'll get to the Heat stuff coming up. But anyway, so Friday was an amazing local sports day. And, and so you had the Canes game at noon. All right, you get through that. Canes win their uh, seventh game of the season. Who cares? And then you get the Dolphins. And I fucking hate the Jets, man. And you knew the Dolphins were going to win this game. And I kind of wanted Zach Wilson to start. Well, I kind of... I wanted the Dolphins to get their licks in on Zach Wilson. Why does everybody else get to go up against Zach Wilson? And we don't get to get our licks in. That was annoying. But you know Tim Boyle's not going to do anything. And it's part of why it's ridiculous how Robert Salas handled this. Tim Boyle's not a better option than Zach Wilson. It's not like you're benching Zach Wilson because you have like a young prospect. All right, let's see what he's got. Or you have a a veteran who can win games. All right, let's get in the win column here. That's why it made no sense going from Zach Wilson to Tim Boyle. Your chances of winning are actually, they're probably worse with Tim Boyle. Robert Sala, see, Robert Sala is going to get a pass with the Jets because of the Aaron Rodgers stuff. 
but you could still see the way Robert Sala has handled this year and be able to tell he's not a big-time coach. He has handled it very poor. And anyway, so the Dolphins are up 10-0, and then you get late in the first half. It's like, all right, this is how we blow them out. And they blew it against Vegas, too, the week before, where the Dolphins were, it was like a similar score, and the Dolphins are going to get the ball late in the first half. Instead, they turn it over. And then they turn it over the first possession of the third quarter. And now you're in a dogfight with Vegas. Well, you have the exact same scenario here against the Jets. It's a 10-0 game. Let's get some points late second quarter. Even if it's three points, 13-0. Get the ball back to start the third quarter, 20 to nothing. That's how you blow them out. That's why deferring, that's why winning the coin toss and deferring is so enormous. Get the points at the end of the second, get the points beginning of the third, and that's how all of a sudden you blow a team out. And the Dolphins blew it again, although you thought they were blowing it again. And so Tua throws the pick six, and Tua already wasn't looking sharp. Tua throws the pick six, which was a terrible decision, and I'm so angry now because... Now we're in a spot where we're going to go into halftime 10-6 on these busters. These bums. We're going to go into the half 10-6 against the Jets. Like, why do I have to be annoyed about this game? It should just be so easy. Let's sit back and watch them, watch our favorite little football team kick the shit out of our rivals. And instead, we got the aggravation. It was so annoying. So it's 10-6 now, and it looks like, all right, we're going to blow it. You got an opportunity here to smoke them in a game that you really haven't played that great, and now it's 10-6. And then you give the ball away again. So you get Tua with the pick six, and then Tua, another interception, both of them terrible decisions. The pick six was a duck out. You saw it coming the whole time. And then the other interception, yeah, like the guy was covered. It was a terrible decision. And so you end up getting three possessions in a row. Two of them pick sixes as, oh, I, you know, the Hail Mary. I, and it's funny because, like, I was kind of watching the play from the bar in my kitchen. Maybe I was making something to eat. I don't, I don't remember. I was hungry. And I'm annoyed. And they throw the Hail Mary. Because now I'm thinking, like, Watch, they're going to catch him. The Jets are going to be leading this game going into halftime. Holland gets the easy interception. Okay, fine. He's running. So the 20, the 30, the 40, the 50, the 55. That's what Cephalo says. But then the 40, the 30. And it's like, all right. And everybody knows when you got that one block, it was at like the 35. And it's like, oh, shit. He's got a real chance to take it in. He then jukes the, I believe it was the quarterback, jukes the quarterback and man, just taking it in. And I let out like, like a, like a primal, yes! Because I was annoyed and I didn't want to be annoyed. And him getting into the end zone and then it's 17-6, I don't really have to be annoyed anymore. And so they take advantage there and then they still, it looked like they were going to blow it, blow the chance of blowing them out. But then they take the first possession in the second half, and get a field goal, so 10-6, because, well, 10 nothing. you know, like I told you, I wanted to get a field goal, get a touchdown, it's 20-0, so instead of 20 nothing, it's 20-6, to okay, fine, so you could feel a little bit better at that point, and, and away we go, so overall, and, and this, this is a really good Jets defense, we know this, Tua didn't even have a good game, and they still win 34-13. I mean, 27 points for the offense. But again, really good defense. Dolphins had the ball the whole game. And I think you look at this game, and you're pretty pleased with Mike McDaniel because they ran the shit out of the ball, man. And it was like, all right, it may not be pretty, but this Jets team is not going to do any kind of scoring. Why would we even give them the opportunity, A, to turn us over more, and B, to get the ball back? Let's just run it all over them. We're going to run the clock. 
They had long drives. There was that one drive where the Dolphins, they ran like 10 plays, and they were still only at midfield. It's like, yeah, this is perfect. I think it was the start of the third quarter. It's like a nine-minute drive or something. And I don't think you would have gotten that out of Mike McDaniel, you know, even last year because of his inability to be patient. And Tua as well, for that matter. There was the New England game earlier this year was like that too, where, all right, you're not going to allow us the pass. We're going to just stab you to death with the running game. We're willing to be patient. And I don't know if Mike McDaniel and Tua would have been able to do that last year. So they did it again against the Jets. And I think you got to be really pleased, especially with Mike McDaniel. But here's the thing. They win 34-13, and the game ends, and I'm like, kind of sucked. Wasn't that fun, the game? And then you realize, wow, this is a really good sign based on what we're apparently expecting from our favorite little football team at this point where they could win by three touchdowns. They could score 34 points. They could kick the shit out of our rival. And the game ends, and I'm like, eh, I feel so unsatisfied. That's a pretty good sign of where we're at with this Dolphin team. And that's why, okay, I found it aggravating throughout the game, but then let's have a little bit of perspective, and we're in a place where we're not pleased with winning by three touchdowns on the road at the Jets in a game that we dominated and was never in doubt, and... And like I said, for a couple of days, we're in first place in the entire AFC in week 12. And I'm not really satisfied. We're in a pretty good spot. Let's be honest here. Let's have a little bit of perspective. So, yeah, to his performance, he's got to be better. Especially on the road. He's a different quarterback home and road. But again, the game against Vegas, that was at home. He wasn't very good that game. But think about where we're at with Tua. Look at his final numbers. Look at his final numbers against a team like Vegas, really good defense. Against a team like the Jets, really good defense. We'll take those games as not good games for our quarterback. And a three-touchdown win on the road at the Jets. And we're not satisfied? And we're in first place? We'll take it. That's how far we've come as Dolphin fans. And that is a really, really good sign about what we're expecting out of this team right now. Now, Tua's performance on the road in general shows you how important it is for the Dolphins to finish at least second in the AFC. And we'll get to what the standings look like right now in a second. Tonight you got Bears and Vikings for Monday Night Football, so it doesn't impact the AFC playoff picture. So we'll get to that. But considering Tua's performances on the road... Having as many home, it looks like you get at least one with the division. If you can finish second, you got two home playoff games. And first place is still very much in the in the picture here, where you just get two home games and the Super Bowl, the road to the AFC Championship, goes through Miami. But overall, I am over and and Mike McDaniel sticking with the run, this defense, where they're at right now, is why overall. I'm still really, really enthused by where this team is at right now. Does Tua need to be better on the road? Yes. Is the offense doing exactly what he did at the start of the season now? Well, teams are going to have tape. They're going to make adjustments. And guess what? The Dolphins are committing to the run, and their defense is really good. And guess how you win games in December and January? That's the formula. And Mike McDaniel has shown a commitment to patience and running the football that he didn't do last year. I am really, really enthused with where this team is at right now. You should be also. So that's my general takeaway from the game. Didn't love it, but I can have a lot of perspective and feel really good about where this team is at right now. Running the football, doing it well, the defense is really good and only getting better. And it's why after the Chiefs game, I wasn't upset after they lost the Chiefs game. Because we know how good this offense is. Hell, we felt the offense had an off day on Friday afternoon in a game that Waddle 
and Hill had over 100 yards. What are we talking about? So I felt good after the Chiefs lost because they're going to be a better team in December, which is when the next game is, this weekend. They're going to be a better team in December than they were at the start of the year. And they were really fucking good at the start of the year. It was all offense, but they were really good at the start of the year. And if they're better in December than they were at the beginning of the year, and they're in first place in the AFC East by three games. What are we talking about here? So they are in a really, really good spot right now. So we have our NFL rundown for week 12 coming up. Always brought to us by Brunt Insurance. A lot of action yesterday. But a couple more things on the Dolphins here. Number one, let's talk about the injuries. The Jalen Phillips injury, it's a disaster. There's, there's, you know, one of the one of the worst guys you could possibly lose if you're the Dolphins. He's their best pass rusher. Now, a couple things here. Blaming the turf. I know a bunch of players have gotten hurt on the turf there at that stadium. I'm not smart enough to understand why the turf is so bad to play on, uh, but I know everyone's complaining about it. As far as replacing Jalen Phillips goes, yes, it's a disaster, but a couple things. Number one, Bradley Chubb is still a really good player, and they're paying him to be a big-time pass rusher. But also, you notice who's going to be taking Jalen Phillips' place? It's Emmanuel Ogba. And two years ago, Emmanuel Ogba was pretty fucking amazing. So he's capable. He's going to now need to be that guy. As far as Teron Armstead goes... I don't think you play Armstead this weekend against Washington. I don't think you play Armstead against Washington. And I would also say, you know what? I'm not so sure you play a Monday Night Football against Tennessee either. I think the Dolphins, I think you saw it with uh, Xavier Howard earlier. I think you saw it with Jalen Phillips earlier. I think you saw it with Connor Williams earlier. I think the Dolphins have been really good about managing their health. And, and their injured players, and when they should return. Because I think they know how good they are, and I think they know by far the most important thing is getting to December and January, getting to the playoffs healthy. And I think you need to look at the schedule and say, Washington, Tennessee, Tehran, we need you healthy for the final stretch. The final three games, Dallas at Baltimore, Buffalo, playoffs let's take a little bit of a break here I don't think Teron Armstead's gonna play this weekend I don't think he should so those are the two major injuries the Phillips one is a disaster I there's no good way to spin it other than yeah Emmanuel Ogba next up man you you were that guy two years ago can you be that guy again now as far as the AFC East goes the Eagles last night did the Dolphins a huge, solid. Hold on a second. I got to take a sip of my vitamin water. So, oh, it's good stuff. The Eagles did the Dolphins a huge solid last night beating Buffalo. That was a disaster of a finish for the Bills in a game that they led by 10. We'll get to that coming up in our NFL rundown. But here's what we're looking at. The Dolphins are now three games up. On Buffalo. You got to look at the loss column. You know, you look at the they'll say two and a half. You have to look at the loss column. They're three games up. You can make up wins. You can't make up losses. They're three up in the loss column. That's what matters. So, the Dolphins have six games remaining. Buffalo's off this weekend. They have five games remaining. Buffalo needs to get to week 18 against the Dolphins within a game. So, until from now to week 18... To have a chance at the division, the Bills need to make up two games on the Dolphins. That's why last night was so enormous. Otherwise, they only had to make up one game. Probably doable. They have to now make up two games to get to the final game against the Dolphins where they're back a game, they win it, they would pull even, they win the tiebreak because they win the season series two games to none. They win the division. So you look at the schedule here. Can the Bills make up two games on the Dolphins by week 18. Well, we know the Dolphins schedule. At Washington, Tennessee, New York Jets, Dallas, at Buffalo, at Baltimore, Buffalo. The Bills by at Kansas City. 
Very tough game. Dallas. Very tough game. Dallas, not the same on the road, but still, very tough game. At the LA Chargers, not tough. New England, that's a gimme. And then at Buffalo. So, let's simplify things a little bit. The Dolphins, at Washington, Tennessee, New York Jets. The Dolphins have to go 3-0 in those games. They will go 3-0 in those games. Washington's a disaster. Tennessee's a disaster. The Jets are a disaster. So if the Dolphins go 3-0 there, and they're 11-3, let's just say the Bills in that stretch have two games, at Kansas City and Dallas. Do you think the Bills are going to win both those games? I don't. But let's say they do. Let's say they do. So that means going into the Dallas game, going into week 16, with three games remaining, the Bills need to make up two games on the Dolphins. So that would mean the Bills need to win at the Chargers and against New England, which would mean the Bills' four-game win streak. Four-game win streak going into the final game against the Dolphins. The Dolphins would have to lose both Dallas and at Baltimore. I think we all believe the Dolphins are going to be 11-3. and If we get to that place, the Bills need to win at Kansas City and beat Dallas, and then win four straight games going into the total, going into the Miami game, while the Dolphins would then have to lose to both Dallas and at Baltimore. And that's only if Buffalo wins all four of those games. If Buffalo loses one of those games, like let's say Buffalo loses at Kansas City, totally possible if not likely. Let's say Buffalo loses that game. Then by the Dolphins, if the Dolphins then get to 11-3 and and they get to week 16 against Dallas, they'll have clinched the division. Dolphins will have, and look, I'm not even factoring the, in the Jets, although the Jets already have seven losses. So yeah, I, I guess I can't, like I don't have to factor them in. If the Dolphins win the next three games and they're 11-3 and, and the Bills lose at Kansas City when they return in two weeks, the Bills will have seven losses. The Dolphins will still only have three with three games to play. The Dolphins can have the AFC East wrapped up going into week 16. How about that? That's how huge last night's Buffalo loss at the Eagles was. That's what a huge solid the Philadelphia Eagles did for your Miami Dolphins last night. That's right. A huge solid. I'm about to do you a huge solid as well. And that's by telling you about the coolest, softest, most breathable sheets you've ever touched. I'm telling you about sheets and giggles. That's right. With sheets and giggles, not only is the environment being taken care of, but these eucalyptus sheets, you go to sheetsgiggles.com, you're getting the best sleep of your life. And if you use promo code ZASLO, at SheetsGiggles.com, use promo code ZASLO. You're going to get 20% off at checkout your first order. So not only are you getting the best sleep of your life with Sheets and Giggles' irresistibly soft eucalyptus sheets. Their sheets are not only soft but also breathable so you can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. They have eucalyptus mattresses. I got the best comforter I've ever had in my life. I sleep so well. And that's courtesy of my man, Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. And if you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you're going to get 20% off your first order when you use promo code ZASLO. You're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans that are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles and never turning back. That's right. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code ZASLO. Get the best sleep of your life. You know, you know I'm never going to steer you in the wrong direction when it comes to sleep. I love sleep. I love taking great naps. And I love it even more that I have the most comfortable bed sheets in the world. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code ZASLO. Get 20% off your first order. You're welcome. All right. You guys know what time it is. A ton of action. It finishes tonight with Chicago and Minnesota. Week 12, Monday Night Football. Let's get to our Week 12 NFL rundown. Brought to us, as always, by Brunt Insurance. 
With Brunt Insurance, you know you're getting the best rate out there and the most comprehensive coverage. I get my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for the last 10 years. And that's because I know when I go to Greg Brunt and his team, fully licensed staff, I know I'm getting the best coverage around at the most affordable rate. And wherever you're calling from, in the state of Florida, from Pensacola all the way down to the Keys, you see, Brunt Insurance has offices all throughout the state. So wherever you're calling from, they know your area. And since 2013, at Brunt Insurance, they specialize in home, auto, life insurance. If you're looking for affordable coverage on your automobile, your motorcycle, your boat, 954-589-2204. You're making the right call. Their team has the expertise and the experience to find the perfect coverage for you. And that includes comprehensive policies on both trailers and motorhomes. Look, there are so many options out there. When it comes to your home insurance, renters, condo insurance, you don't have to worry about it because at Brunt Insurance, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear. 954-589-2204, bruntinsurance.com. Let's get to our Week 12 NFL rundown. We start out with the Atlanta Falcons. Believe it or not, the Atlanta Falcons are in this thing. The NFC South, terrible, terrible division. It's wide open. The Falcons, they get a 24-15 win over the New Orleans Saints behind a big-time performance from the rookie, Bijan Robinson. Back to throw here under pressure. He's got Robinson. Perfect dime. Touchdown, Atlanta. Once again, they take advantage of the pressure look. Now, like I said, that division is wide open. Falcons win 24-15. Both teams, Falcons and Saints, are now 5-6. and six. The Atlanta Falcons, they currently own the tiebreak over New Orleans because of head-to-head. The Falcons at 5-6 and six are the four seed and would currently host a wild-card playoff game right now if they win that NFC South. Desmond Ritter, 13 for 21, 168 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Bijan Robinson, 16 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown. He also had three catches for 32 yards and a touchdown. And Chris Olave, before leaving the game, because he's now in the concussion protocol, he had seven catches for 114 yards. Not enough as the Falcons get the win. Moving on to Pittsburgh. Actually, the game was in Cincinnati where the Pittsburgh Steelers improved a 7-4, a 16-10 win over the Cincinnati Bengals' first game without offense coordinator Matt Canada as they fired him. And Kenny Pickett, 24 for 33, 278 yards. Pat Fryermuth, 9 catches for 120 yards. Steelers improved to 7-4. The Bengals dropped to 5-6, and, and right now the Steelers currently hold the five spots in the AFC playoff picture. The Jacksonville Jaguars, this was a great game. A battle for the AFC South. Trevor Lawrence, CJ Stroud, big time young quarterbacks now in that division. The Jaguars would hang on for a 24-21 win over the Texans. Trevor Lawrence was 23 for 38, 364 yards, a touchdown and an interception. He also had a touchdown rushing. Calvin Ridley had five catches for 89 yards and a touchdown. C.J. Stroud, 26 for 36, 304 yards, two touchdowns. Nico Collins had six catches for 104 yards and a touchdown. Here's Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson in the postgame locker room. I I, I tell you this a lot, but but really, again, proud of you guys. Proud of you guys for the way you, you, you battle for 60 minutes. We talk about this all week. And it seems like it comes down to this, you know? And listen, that's a good football team, man. That's a really good football team, okay? You come on the road, you take care of business. We said last night in that team meeting, this is a blue-collar team. You just come to work, man. And it doesn't matter, right? When the plays come, you make them. And, and, and look, it, it's, what I, what I hear, it's, it's, it's greedy, not pretty. It doesn't matter. Guys, the bottom line is this: I feel like I feel like you, you you genuinely love each other, you genuinely want to play for one another, and, and it shows. It shows on the field, right? And that's going to take and carry us a long, long way, a long way, right? 
and so proud of you guys, coaches, players. We talk about it, and I'll probably say it again. It's week-to-week business, and we come back to work. It's, it's back to work, right? You never lose the edge. Never lose the edge. Never lose your focus, right? It's your preparation and hard work that puts you in, 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 in situations like this, right? Great job. I'm so proud of you guys, okay? So wow. the Jaguars, they improved to 8-3. and three. They are third right now overall in the AFC. Jaguars are for real, but the Texans are also. They dropped to 6-5. and five. They're currently out of the playoff picture, but that's a good little football team. All right, the Indianapolis Colts talk about staying in the picture. A 27-20 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs dropped to 4-7. and seven. Just a game out of first place, though, in that putrid NFC South. The Colts improved to 6-5. and five. They're currently 7th in the AFC playoff picture. They have that last wildcard spot. Gardner Minshew was 24 for 41, 251 yards and an interception. Jonathan Taylor, 15 carries, 91 yards and two touchdowns. Mike Evans, six catches for 70 yards and two touchdowns. And the, I mean, the stinker of the day. Talk about two horrendous teams. The New York Giants with a 10-7 win over the New England Patriots behind Tommy DeVito, 17 for 25, 191 yards, and a touchdown. The Giants improved to 4-8. The Patriots dropped to 2-9. Worst in the AFC. Oh, that's funny. Who said they were going to be the worst team in the AFC? Oh, that's right. Me. Who also said that Mac Jones is the worst quarterback in the AFC? Oh, that's right. Me. Mac Jones was 12 for 21 for 89 yards and two interceptions. Third down and four. Jones under pressure from Simmons. Picked off. Isaiah Simmons was in the face of Mac Jones. And Bobby Okereke brings it back for the Giants. Finally brought down inside the 25-yard line. And, of course, Bill Belichick, we're talking about the most overrated coach. Doesn't mean he's not a good coach. But we're talking about the most overrated coach in the history of the NFL. Mac Jones, horrendous bench for the fourth time this year. Giants win 10-7. Brutal, brutal game. I love it that the Patriots suck so bad. The Titans, a 17-10 win over the Panthers. Another terrible game. Will Levis, 18 for 28, 185 yards. Derrick Henry had 18 carries for 76 yards and two touchdowns. Bryce Young, 18 for 31, 194 yards. Titans improved to 4-7. and seven. The Panthers are 1-10. and ten. Frank Reich was fired earlier today. We'll have more on that coming up. He's fired after just 11 games into his tenure as Panthers head coach. The Los Angeles Rams, a 37-14 shellacking of the Arizona Cardinals. Matthew Stafford, 25 for 33, 229 yards, four touchdowns and an interception. Kyler Murray, 27 for 45, 256 yards and a touchdown. Also a touchdown rushing. The Rams improved to five and six. Cardinals dropped to two and 10. Here's Rams head coach Sean McVay after the game. Hey guys, hey, real quick, I won't be long. Everybody get in here. Hey, I'm really proud of you guys, all right? That's the type of stuff that we want to be able to see as a team. We really challenged ourselves after we came off of this bye. We said, hey, let's find a way to just keep stacking blocks, continue to just play well, but really being able to win the weeks. I think the last couple weeks, you guys have done a great job. Really proud of the way that the offense ended up playing full four quarters right there. All right, defense did a great job. I thought that was a complete game that you guys played. Give it up for yourself right now. Hey, we've got a great opportunity. Biggest thing is, all right, how do we continue to keep moving forward? Keep enjoying the shit out of pushing one another positively. Keep staying connected. Keep everybody doing their 111, whether it's offense, defense, special teams. You guys with me on that? Yes, sir. Right, I thought you guys created your energy right from the jump. All right, but this guy, he definitely creates an energy for this football team. Great to be able to have him back. Kyra Boys, man. This is a blessing. Let's keep on going. Let's go, Pete. We want to know after this week. Let's go to work. Rams on two, one, two. Don't look now, but at five and six, the LA Rams are just a game back of the final two wild card spots in the NFC. The Denver Broncos win their fifth consecutive game, 29-12 over the Cleveland Browns. Russell Wilson, 13 for 22, 134 yards and a touchdown. It was the Denver defense getting it done. 
Walker with pressure coming from the backside. Down he goes. The ball is out, and Denver has it. P.J. Locke with the strip sack. Broncos improved to six and five. The Browns dropped to seven and four. We know they don't have they don't have they don't have a quarterback. So even at seven four, things do seven and four things do not look good for Cleveland moving forward. The Kansas City Chiefs, after trailing in this game early, 14-0, they get their act together at the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes was 27 for 34, 298 yards, and two touchdowns. Here's one of them. Watson, Mahomes, underneath, Rice on the move. Deep blocked by Marquez, that is Gidling. That is a Kansas City touchdown. 39-yard strike, catch and run. And his fellow receiver gave him a touchdown block late in the run. Isaiah Pacheco had 15 carries for 55 yards and two touchdowns. He also had five catches for 34 yards. Brandon Jacobs, 20 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. But the Chiefs, they would win 31-17 coming from behind. The Chiefs improved to 8-3. They are currently second in the AFC. The Raiders drop to 5-7. And And a great game in Philadelphia. We already told you, the Eagles do the Dolphins a huge solid. In a game they trailed by 10 a couple times, I believe. The Eagles in a thriller. They have a chance here to tie the game with 20 seconds remaining. It's going to come down to a 59-yard field goal attempt from Jake Elliott. He swings the leg with the same speed, whether it's an extra point or a 60-yarder. Let's see what he does here. Hold your breath. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... It's going on with time! <laughs> he is amazing! Oh, he boy. is amazing! So that ties the game at 31. We go to overtime. In overtime, the Bills, their drive stalls, they kick a field goal. Josh Allen missed a wide open Gabe Davis in the end zone. Josh Allen threw it one way. Gabe Davis went the other way. He was wide open. The game would have been over. Instead, they have to kick a field goal. They go ahead 34-31. The Eagles, they drive down the field, and here they win the game. First and 10 at the 12. Hurts in the gun. Swift to his left. Three receivers left. Now Swift goes in motion. Hurts on a quarterback draw. He's at the five. He's in. Touchdown. The Eagles win. Hurts does it again. Oh, my God. Hurts does it again. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He's amazing. Eagles win a thriller. They improved to 10-1 and one with a 37-34 win in overtime. Buffalo. Their season, I mean, like, like they're in big, big trouble. I already mapped it out for you. They dropped a six and six, and Jalen Hurts has probably thrust himself to the very top of the MVP conversation. 18 for 31, 200 yards, three touchdowns and an interception, 14 carries, 65 yards, two touchdowns rushing. Devontae Smith, seven catches for 106 yards and a touchdown. Josh Allen, 29 for 51. 339 yards, two touchdowns and interception. He had nine carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Gabe Davis, six catches for 105 yards and a touchdown. The Eagles, number one in the NFC. Buffalo on the outside looking in. Just a, just a game back of the final playoff spot, but we already told you, as far as that AFC East is concerned, the Dolphins, it looks like the Dolphins division. And Sunday night football, the Ravens, this was not a good game. The Ravens beat the Chargers 20-10. They improved to 9-3. Lamar Jackson, 18 for 32, 177 yards and a touchdown. He had 39 yards rushing. Here he is after the game. Getting to the Super Bowl is a goal, you know, but we're going to just take it a week at a time. That's all we can do. We can't worry about being a number one seed or anything like that. You know, it's the NFL. Anything can happen any given Sunday, Thursday. Whenever you play Monday, you know, we just got to keep focusing keep trying to win these games because it's a tough lead. The Ravens improved to 9-3 by virtue of not even having had their bye yet. They are first in the AFC all by themselves. The Chargers dropped to 4-7. Justin Herbert was 29 for 44, 217 yards, a touchdown and interception. Keenan Allen, 14 catches for 106 yards. 
And with Week 12 concluding tonight with Chicago and Minnesota, that right there, presented by Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204. Bruntinsurance.com is our Week 12 NFL Rundown. And there you have it. All right. So I want to get to some heat stuff here. But first, Monday Night Football tonight. I mean, how else are we going to enjoy the game? Also, you got Panther Hockey this evening, too. I'm going to enjoy it with a nice ice-cold Johnny Cuba in my hand. I'm sitting on the couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room in my underwear enjoying a Johnny Cuba. And if you haven't picked up a Johnny Cuba yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. We've been doing a couple tailgates at the Dolphin game. My man Willie is giving out the free Johnny Cubas for everybody. Most delicious beer. Go pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. Go pick one up right now at your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. I'm excited to tell you guys soon, Johnny Cuba is going to be in some more locations coming up real soon. When I get the go-ahead to tell you guys, I will, but I'm very excited about that. We're talking European roots with that Caribbean soul. It's a refreshing German lager in a can. It's going to become your go-to beer, just like it is here in the Zaslow Mansion. Of course, make sure you're always drinking responsibly. That's why I like to keep Johnny Cuba in my fridge here at the Zaslow Mansion. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So, the heat over the weekend, terrible weekend for the heat. Uh, he, here's here's the bottom line for the Heat. Overall, they've had a ton of road games. Of their 17 games so far, 12 of them are on the road. And the Heat are 10-7. and seven. So, they're in good shape. That's, that's the good news. Even though they've lost back-to-back games, they'd won, you know, what are we talking? It was, it was nine, of, 9 of 10 games, and now they've lost back-to-back. But with 12 of their first 17 on the road, you're sitting at a 10-7 and seven record. Team's in good shape. And tomorrow, you got Milwaukee. So Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, it's not like Lillard's going to get booed or anything. And believe me, if he does get booed, Eric Spolscher's not going to get on the microphone and tell you all to mind Damian Lillard's feelings. I can promise you that. But there's no reason to boo Damian Lillard. I don't even know why I need to bring that up. <laughs> if anything, you should cheer Damian Lillard. He wanted to come to the Heat. And and that Milwaukee team's in a weird spot because they're 12-5 and five and their record's really good. But they're not that good. And... It's taken a while for Lillard and Giannis to play together, and they don't defend. And tomorrow's a a tournament game, but it doesn't... It has stakes, but it doesn't have the stakes that we were hoping it would. Because we were hoping it would be to clinch the group. So, the Heat need to win the game tomorrow against Milwaukee, and they also need New York to lose to Charlotte in order to win the group. Can they still advance otherwise? I'm not sure. Then we get involved with cockamamie tiebreakers and all of that stuff. But anyway, we're in this spot because over the weekend, the Heat lost the, the Heat lost Friday in New York, Saturday in Brooklyn. So back-to-back losses over the weekend. They lose on Friday, and I went to the Panther game Friday night, right? Which are you going to watch? Which are you going to get big TV? Well, I'm just going to go to the Panther game. That makes the decision easy. But I, 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 I was able to... Keep away from the Heat score. So I watch the Heat game when I get home. <coughs> and the Heat are up by 21 late in the third quarter. They're up 18 early in the fourth quarter. And, t- and, and after the fact, two hours later, to watch the Heat blow that lead and, and lose 100-98 to and score just 11 points in the fourth quarter, yeah, I was fucking pissed. Yeah, like I'm not going to lie. I was annoyed. And you know what? I was also annoyed because I like the in-season tournament. Yeah, that's right. I do. I like the in-season tournament. And I also wanted tomorrow's game to feel like, like a playoff-type game. I, I, like, I wanted to get fake into the stakes of the in-season tournament. You know what I'm saying? And so that got taken away as well with losing Friday. But 11 points in the fourth quarter for all the, the heater better without Tyler Hero. You don't think they could have used Tyler Hero? 11 points in the fourth quarter? Come on. Stop being stupid. So... Friday night was annoying, and again, another huge blown lead for Miami, and another horrible fourth quarter performance from the Heat. And then we get to Saturday, where no Bam Adebayo, he missed two games prior, he missed the win at Chicago, then came back for New York, and now he's not going to play the second night of a back-to-back, so no Bam, and no Jimmy. Now Jimmy did kind of turn his ankle on Friday, but no Bam, no Jimmy. 
And, and Duncan Robinson's hurt right now, too. I didn't even watch Saturday night. Now, I did go to the Dandy Improv to see Jared Freed. I told you that. But normally, like, I'll, I'll record the Heat game and I'll watch it when I get home. Didn't even watch it. That, to me, was one of those, if they don't care, I don't care games. No Jimmy. No Bam. Second night of a back-to-back. Eh, we're sitting our guys. I, and it's not the first time they've done that this year. And I can't be a phony. You know how I feel about the sitting guys. And here's also the part where, like, the Heat sitting their guys on the second night of a back-to-back, it makes them look more and more like every other team in the league. That's one of the things we love so much about the Miami Heat, right? What happened to playing and playing no matter what? Like, I understand the mantra, we have enough. But what happened to playing and playing no matter what? And when we continue to sit guys on the second nights of back-to-back, it's not a coincidence. When we're, like, why even have the back-to-back? Just forfeit. Like, just, like, we're not, we're clearly not treating that game, those games, as equal to the others. And when we're doing that, we become less the meanest, toughest, nastiest, hardest-working Best conditioned, most disliked team in the NBA. All the heat culture stuff that we love, we become less and less that. And more and more like every other team in the league. So, the Heat told me on Saturday night that they don't care about that game. And if they don't care, I don't care. So, I didn't watch Saturday night. And I don't really mind that they lost it. I mean, they, they lost my fifth... I, I don't, even, I don't even know what happened. I mean, I know Hawkes Jr. had a good game and Caleb Martin had a good game and Nikola Jovic got a little bit of run and we'll get to that coming up in a second here. But it, it that to me Saturday night was if they don't care, I don't care. And so I didn't watch. I didn't care. So 10-7 and 7, tomorrow night, tournament game. I'm into it. Now, Nikola Jovic. So he was sent to the G League for a few games and then he came back and he played Saturday night. He played a little bit. He had like seven points or something. I can actually tell you what he did. Because I, like I said, I didn't watch the game. So, Nikola Jovic did get some run on Saturday night. He played 17 minutes. Oh, it's seven points. I mean, what are you talking about? He had one point. He had one point. He was 0 for 3 from the floor. Six rebounds and five assists. He had one point, Nikola Jovic. And I think it's safe to say that all of us are pretty disappointed in where Nikola Jovic is right now, right? Now, we're not getting to see what's like, oh, why don't you play? Why don't they play Nikola Jovic? Why don't they play him? Here's the thing. The coaching staff, Eric Spolstra, sees Nikola Jovic every day. Every day. If they felt he could help them, they would play him. And it has nothing to do with not playing a young guy, not playing a, a second-year player. Jaime Jaquez Jr. plays every night and plays every minute of the fourth quarter. They trust him as much as they trust anybody. So it has nothing to do with not playing young guys. Nikola Jovic has been here for two years. Jaquez plays as much as anyone. So stop with the whole, why aren't they playing Jovic? It's because they don't think he can help. Like, it's so obvious. So it's disappointing where Jovic is at right now. But then you got these quotes, and I think these were maybe, these were, in a, I think this was in a different language, this interview he did with maybe like a radio station. So I guess you got to trust that, you know, none of it's lost in translation. But here he's, he talked about his stint in the G League and revealed that he actually insisted on going to the G League. So he says here, I insisted. There is no point in sitting out the whole season after a good summer I even like the G League, but there I play in the five position. Somehow it's like there's no way out for me right now. I still don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm sure there will be. And he goes on and says, everything I'm good at, they don't seem to use. And what I'm worse at, they seem to force it. I know that I can play in several positions and in several ways, but they simply seem to be trying to limit me in some way. I'm really coping and trying to make the best of this, but it's not easy. It's really not easy. And that was him on something called Max Bet Radio following the game a couple nights ago. And and here's the thing. Again, some of it might get lost in translation, like the whole, 
everything I'm good at, they don't seem to use. And what I'm worse at, they seem to force it. Like, that right there, what I'm worse at, they seem to force it. You know what we're talking about here, right? We're talking about his defense. That's why he's not playing. Because he can't defend anybody. And on this team, if you can't defend anybody, you're not going to play. I mean, you saw Duncan Robinson the last couple years. And Duncan Robinson is one of the best shooters in the world and has been on this team now for six years. And Duncan got banished the last couple years because he couldn't defend anybody. If you can't defend, you're not going to play. And so everything I'm good at, they don't seem to use. What I'm worse at, they seem to force it. Yeah, because they need him to be better at those things before they get him out there. And, and also, like I said, a little bit of the loss in translation. It's like there's no way out for me. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm sure there will be. I, it's a young player speaking in a different language here. So, I, I, I you know, like I said, you got to understand what's going on there. But, yeah, they don't trust him on the floor defensively. That's what we're talking about. And on top of it, with, like, you look at the guys in front of him. <coughs> who, should, who should he be playing over? I mean, Thomas Bryant's minutes have been cut drastically. Orlando Robinson, uh, he never plays. Kevin Love doesn't even play a ton. But do you think he should play over Kevin Love? I mean, maybe that would be the guy, right? But they're not playing him because they don't trust him. They don't believe he can help right now. They Defensively, they think he's going to kill them. And also, here's the thing. Like, Jimmy Butler flew out to his G League game, which... Jovich said it was a big surprise and he was thrilled to see him. Jimmy Butler is a fucking incredible teammate. He is so awesome. So, it's not about, like, they're clearly invested in him. But the team's playing well. They're 10-7. and And they don't believe that Jovich is ready. And they don't think he could help them right now. And luckily for them, they don't really need him to help them right now. They have a long-term plan. And he's only 19, 20 years old. Luckily, they're able to have a long-term plan with him. So he just needs to keep working, man. And I, I get it that it's probably frustrating because, I mean, his entire life. He's only like 20 years old, but he's always been awesome on the teams he's played on. Over the summer and when he was growing up, you know, whatever pro teams he was playing with, 16, 17, 18 years old. I'm sure he's always been really good. And now with this team, he can't even get any run. And so it's hard. But man, they, they don't just give away minutes. He's going to have to earn them. And if he can't defend, he's not going to play. That's what it boils down to. I'll tell you what else it boils down to. If you're thinking about getting a new car, I send you to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. That's right. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the only car dealership I personally endorse here on Zaslow Show 2.0. And at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you know what I'm talking about. It's that big, beautiful building. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. And whether or not you want to enjoy a, a relaxed indoor car shopping experience or maybe you just want to have your current car serviced, yeah, you're going to be treated like royalty at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And they service all makes and models. So you don't have to have a Subaru to take it to the dealership and get it serviced at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You're going to service with confidence when you take it to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. With an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model, you're going to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Plus, all new Subarus and most pre-end vehicles come with a lifetime warranty so you know that you're covered. And right now, at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can make zero down payment, make zero payments for three months, and make zero security deposit. I mean, what are we talking about? Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com for full details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So this was on NFL uh, on Countdown yesterday before the games. Alex Smith, former quarterback, one of the analysts now. He's got Teddy Bruschi sitting to his left, Randy Moss and Rex Ryan sitting to his right. And here's Alex Smith responding to Tom Brady's criticisms of today's NFL. Listen, first off, let me just preface this. I love Tom, the GOAT. But you don't need to say that. But yeah. let me say it. Just get it. First off, he hasn't been retired that long. He was just playing. Like, he just won a Super Bowl in the current game. Like, is he discounting that one? Um, and then my, my biggest complaint with this, and, and no offense to you guys, well, all three of you guys, 
he played in the most uncompetitive division, I think, in NFL history. I mean, you come out of training camp, the biggest cupcake division, you got a ticket to the playoffs right away. Like, talk about mediocre. Like, I, I completely disagree with this. I, I know I know he's he's referencing the rule changes over the middle to the receiver, but in my opinion, I think the game's gotten better. There's more parity across the league. Quarterback play is at an all-time high, I think, across the league. Like the best, you've you've got the best athletes playing the position. That is a big deal and a really good job by Alex Smith calling those guys out to their face. I mean, Rex Ryan can make whatever faces he wants. Fact of the matter is, that division, Bills, Jets, Dolphins was garbage the entire time the Patriots were running through it. Such a garbage division. Rex Ryan, for the two times that his Jets got to the AC Championship game, they never won the division. They won nine games each of those years. Terrible division. And finally, somebody calls them out about it, and that guy was Alex Smith. Good job out of him. Big deal or not a big deal? So Draymond Green's suspension is up. He spoke to the media yesterday. He has zero regrets. I don't live my life with regrets. Um, like I said before, I'll come to a teammate's defense anytime that there's a I'm, I'm in a position to come to a teammate's defense. That's what a team is. You stick together uh, through the good and the bad. And I take that to heart. Um, I take pride in being a good teammate. Uh, that's when I step in here every single day, that's number one on my list to be a good teammate. Number one. I think that takes care of a lot of things. So I take pride in that. Uh, and reflecting over on the whole incident, I think for me is, um, you know, you uh, you kind of go through the the whole gauntlet of everybody's opinion, um, and you listen to those opinions or not. Um, some people opinion I hear, some people opinion I don't, um, and you know, think. I think for me, and, and and going through it is like, what matters to me, and what matters to me is how the people that I care about feel. This is not a big deal because he says exactly what you expect him to, and that's to have zero self-awareness. Obviously, he doesn't regret anything. I mean, this is who he is. He's a total asshole. It's not a big deal. This is what you expect. Big deal or not a big deal? Good morning, football, NFL Network today. Ian Rappaport pops on the show and announces Frank Reich five. That's right. Just a couple minutes ago, owner David Tepper informing Frank Reich that he is officially out as Carolina Panthers head coach. A 1-10 in ten start, mismanagement, ugly game yesterday. Of course, that was not all, though. This is all about the development of the quarterback, or I should say lack thereof, development of the quarterback. Bryce Young, the number one overall pick, someone... Uh, the organization uh, certainly believes in, wants to succeed, think is going to be a franchise quarterback, and it was just not happening under Frank Reich. So after a rough, rough first season, Reich does not even make it through. He is now officially fired. Special teams coordinator Chris Tabor, who does have some experience as the interim, uh, did it in Chicago. He now steps in uh, as the interim coach. Jim Caldwell, who had been uh, working with this, this organization, essentially steps in to assist with the offense. He will now work with Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator, to try to get this offense right. The team meeting that's going to be going on uh, in a couple minutes, Chris Tabor expected to lead that meeting. David Tepper also expected to address the team. But the headline here, Frank Reich out as Carolina Panthers head coach. All right, this isn't a surprise, but I'm still going big deal because it's it's really rare that a head coach gets fired in his first season as head coach of said team. So I'm going big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, after making his shocking return after almost a decade to WWE on Saturday night at Survivor Series War Games, CM Punk will be on WWE Raw tonight. It is surreal. It is a very big deal. I can't wait to see this. I rarely watch Raw live. We will be watching live tonight. CM Punk returning to WWE Raw after a 10-year absence. That's a big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. All right. Good start to the week, everybody. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that fun stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing it again tomorrow. 
Panthers, can they get, you know, snap a two-game skid tonight? Monday Night Raw, tomorrow, Heat, Bucks, it's all happening, man. Thanks to everybody who helps working behind the scenes, putting the show together. Obviously, appreciate you so much. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.